Welcome to the Future Hall of Famers podcast. I'm your host, Christian Duran, the Future Hall of Famer himself. Thank you for the listen. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, rate, and or review. Thanks for listening, guys. Back again this week. Uh, we have returning champ, future Hall of Famer, all the way from Los Angeles, California. Give it up, ladies and gentlemen, for Nick Gallas. Hi. There he is. Uh, today is just going to be a fucking easy one, man. I'm not feeling so great, but I'm going to trudge through. I got the goddamn sniffles, but it's fine. Uh, today we're just talking about what we usually talk about when Callis and I get together. The slate of comic book news, comic book movie news, all that good stuff. And as a matter of fact, I finally, finally, finally got to see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Academy Award winner Spider-Man Into the yeah. Spider-Verse. What did you think? I thought it was really good. Um, and I'm a dude who's a, a sort of um, like Peter Parker or nothing fan. But, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I always grew up with Peter Parker. But I think in, you know, maybe 10, maybe not even that much. Like, I was going to say 10 years, 5 or 10 years, I think Miles Morales will probably be the Spider-Man. You know what I mean? I think he'll be just like... Um, sort of like what Wally West is now to Flash. Like, he's just Flash. And Barry Allen's still sort of there, but that it's more of like Barry Allen was more the old school Flash where Peter Parker might turn into that. Wow, that's a very interesting point. I agree, and I think that... Um, I think two years ago, I never would have thought that, and I think now it's clear that that's the case. Yeah. It's pretty crazy, too, how that happened. So I think Spider-Man proper, Spider-Man Peter, yeah, uh, just because of the design, mm-hmm. will just always... Right. Like the Superman symbol, mm-hmm. he'll just never evaporate. Sure. But in the same way that with Flash, like, you ask kids now, they go, like, Barry Allen because of the, the CW show. Yeah. But the kids watching the cartoons, which are always more timeless than the show, than yeah. the live action, mm-hmm. they'll say they'll say Wally West. Yeah, right. that's true. That's pretty crazy. Like, if you ask, also, no, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Well, like Peter Parker doesn't have, he doesn't have hip hop going for him. That's you know very I mean? true. Like, Miles is irrevocably now tethered to hip hop culture, which gives him like a ten year hang on yeah. platform. No, that's totally that's totally true. I mean, it's not like Peter Parker was ever listening to like fucking ACDC or something, or like right. he was just a nerdy kid. But like, yeah, I mean, it, Peter Parker, even though I'm sorry, even though Miles Morales is still like nerdy, he's cooler than Peter Parker just based off he's well, just I a dude who listens to hip hop. It's also largely because now nerds, like, dude, I, you know, I mean, like animation dudes and like video video editors just like straight up like people with really nerdy skill sets really nerdy careers really nerdy like fields of study in school are like watching dragon ball z editing videos editing hip-hop videos listening to hip like it's just one it's all one culture now right so like of course a superhero that is a teenager would be reflective of all those things. Like Miles Morales reads comic books and listens to Biggie Smalls and like plays right. basketball and like, you know, it's just all. 
it's yeah. pretty nuts. It, it, yeah, it is pretty interesting. And I, you know what, I kind of fought against because I remember when they first put out uh, Miles Morales as in the Ultimate Spider-Man comic books, I was kind of like, oh, man, it's not Peter Parker or whatever. But it was definitely like, I, lately I've just been thinking about it. Well, I mean, you know, in the 70s, like people knew, um, like people refer to the Hulk as David Banner, even though the original character right. is named Bruce Banner. But it's just like you put it in enough people's consciousness and it's just going to be. It's just going to yeah. be Miles Morales at some point. I mean, I don't... No, it's pretty crazy. This is a lot of people... This is going to be a lot of people's Spider-Man. Even though Tom Holland is still out there, like, playing Peter Parker, this is going to be a lot of people's Spider-Man. And it wouldn't surprise me to see a live-action Miles Morales pop up somewhere. No. So- sooner than later, I think. And if it's not TV or something. And then also... it. I'm I'm of the opinion that over the last six years as different versions as peter parker's evolved evolved like you know one way and as miles miles morales was created tom holland is kind of white miles morales more than he is peter parker (laughs) yeah i yeah i know what you mean Um, peter parker's just gotten so far from what he was that eventually like the character changes so dynamically that you're like the heart and soul of the of it is there, but it's evolved so much that it really is a different character. Yeah, I mean, the roots of it is just a kid in high school that gets superpowers, and that's pretty much all you have to stick with. Like to the point where, like Peter Parker was like he was not even like a nerd. Like he was like a nerd, nerd, nerd geek. Like, right. like I would beat the shit out of him. Like nobody would like him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like is too. That's also what I'm saying. Is like he now his powers are that he's like a genius scientist kid. Like yeah. Jimmy Neutron and Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. Before it was like no, he's actually just such a fucking nerd. <laughs> that when he gets this other shit, it's like crazy. But now it's like they're all superpowers. Right. Yeah, and he's just like, um, I don't know. He's just uh, like a well-rounded kid is basically what he is with superpowers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and he kind of doesn't know how to talk to girls, but. He still fucks them anyway. But, but also, he's <laughs> fifteen. So, like, if you're fucking at fifteen, then that's crazy. Like, that's not normal. Yeah. Um, yeah, but overall, I, I thought the movie was really good. The artwork is amazing. Like, I, uh, I was just like really, really taken aback by how I'm watching it, just going like, "That's so much work <laughs> to like make it look like it, that." It is. And the uh, Chris Lord uh, or Chris Miller and Phil Lord, I think that's it. Um, yeah, they must feel so vindicated after getting fired off um, Star Wars and just yeah. winning the Oscar for the movie they took instead. Like, they must just be like, "Fuck you guys." Well, the thing about those dudes, man, is that they really are just so good. Like yeah. they, everything they do, they do ground up a hundred percent. Right. As good as it could possibly be, mm-hmm. which I think is just why that movie, because that movie is so invented. It's so, um, it's so original in its form. Yeah. It really does every frame of it. Look, you could print out and hang on your wall. And when you watch it, it's, uh, it feels like you're watching a new type of thing. 
Like, I remember when that Spider... Spider-Man's always kind of been on the forefront of, like, new form and style. Do you remember that show on MTV? I think it was called, like... It was just was Spider-Man. Called? Was it just Spider-Man? I think and it was, so. like, a computer-animated show? Yeah, I remember that. It I didn't last long. It, no, it lasted, like, maybe a season. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just so cool and interesting to look at. I remember seeing it as a kid and being like, what is this? I don't even care about the story. I just want to look at it. Right, right. Yeah, it was... Um, it never... I mean, I loved anything Spider-Man, but it didn't catch my attention just because, like, right away, I think the villains were not, like, the classic villains. Like, anytime they try to do new villains, I'm like, all right, dude, you got, like, 60 years of villains to fucking come up with. Like, why? I know they did uh, Electro. Well, Spider-Man's villains are always so reinterpreted, and for me, it's, uh, even with the new, with Spider-Verse, I'm like, oh, okay, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with the vil- the rogues gallery that they can mm-hmm. pull from. But 90% of the time, it's just hard to see any of those characters differently than I found them originally because it right. just feels wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just yeah. feels incorrect. No, um, I but I, uh, The Doc Ock thing was – I'm like uh, – like whenever I see that stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah, that that would be – that's like what Doc Ock could be or would be in uh-huh. real life or in this version or whatever. Yeah. There was a version of that Doc Ock in the comics. Like, um, it was, uh, there was like a woman with like sort of purple hair. I don't know if it was necessarily like Olivia Octavius or anything, but it was like, I remember during the, the like clone saga stuff, there was a female Doc Ock. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember having that comic as a matter of fact. But yeah, I thought it was good. The Prowler was an interesting choice. I mean, you got, I mean, the Prowler has always like been part of Miles Morales' shit. Um, right. But yeah, that was a cool reveal, and like, I was just, I just thought it was really well done. Everybody's great. I love, I really loved the Chris Pine Spider Man in the beginning. Just thought like that's such a cool way to have Spider Man in there, like the dude who's just like the perfect version of Spider Man who's just done it for a long yeah. time and is like sort of callbacks to the movies and like. Season Spider-Man Kingpin was great like never quite seen Kingpin quite like that they gave him like a heavy New York accent which is kind of cool yeah it was it was great all around man I actually I owe it to myself to rewatch that yeah um, it, I don't know if I showed you this by the way I got my whole Spider-Man wall oh my god wow holy shit oh, yeah, so is that ultimate like, I see some ultimate uh, pages yeah there's there's a it's it's from a I think three different books um, that I either had duplicates of or were like kind of multi-story issues from artists that I mostly didn't love. Um, so I just kind of went. I always wanted to have a wall of comic book art, and then uh, in the corner I put uh, some of my my pieces. Oh, nice! That's awesome. Yeah, so. Dope, man. Yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to make the space my space, you know. <laughs> You're on my wall. I have a picture of you and Natasha making out. Aw. Oh, yeah, my it's wedding. wedding but, yeah, of course. Just have a of <laughs> you just have several. It's like with string attached to it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse won the Oscars. The first time Disney hasn't won the Oscar in, like, few years or whatever it is since i think like 2006 or something it's crazy weirdly in a way they kind of did i, I mean, know it's sony they own spider-man so yeah they it's technically marvel so 
Um, but yeah, I actually I've, heard uh, what's interview up? the other day that the reason. Uh, so in the comics, Miles has a best friend who is a a Korean kid, um, who is like his college roommate. And he yeah. had in, in the original version of the movie, he was his friendship with this kid was like the core of the film. Mm-hmm. And they actually cut it because Disney felt like it was too similar to Tom Holland's relationship with. Uh, Ned. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's what, and then his roommate was just kind of like a dude on his headphones the whole time. Like that was an interesting right. way to play that. I mean, yeah, I would if that would have happened, I would have definitely been like, oh yeah, I see what they're doing here. Did you ever right. see the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon? It, I think I've it's done. A couple episodes. I really liked it. It was like a, it wasn't a lot of people's cup of tea at all, but I, I, it was very much like Spider-Man and his amazing friends. It was like a Spider-Man show with like Marvel guest stars every week. And he right. had a team of like Luke Cage, um, Iron Fist, and I think her name was like Wildcat or something. Um, but uh, I thought it was pretty good. But they had, um, I thought this the Asian kid was uh, Amadeus Cho because he's in this <laughs> Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon and he becomes the Scarlet Spider, I believe, or Iron Spider, I should say. I thought that's hmm. where they were going with it, but I guess not. Um, yeah, that's the thing. There's so much to pull from that. It's the whole thing is just kind of exciting because they're like, oh, I don't know where they're gonna go. Yeah, and you can, and those two like um, Phil Miller and Chris, fucking, I keep fucking up their names. Chris Miller and Phil Lord. Um, the thing I like about them is they're so willing to just go for broke and go f- like just in the craziest direction you can think of. Like with Lego Movie, it's like where you're gonna use Batman, like. Who who would have thought yeah. to do that? And then well, like that's so crazy because the bat the Batman movie, yeah, uh, the Lego Batman movie. I, and I like it. Actually, pains me to say this, <laughs> but for a Batman fan, like if you didn't know who Batman is and you watched all the Batman movies, that one would probably be the worst because it's so inside baseball. Yeah, and you probably go like Dark Knight or Batman Begins, whatever. But uh. For, for Batman fans, mm-hmm. that is the best Batman movie. It oh, really is. Yeah. And it's a good movie on its own, too. Like, it's funny the whole way through. I think if you were to do that whole movie, just live action, shot for shot, yeah. full CGI, Killer Croc, everybody, and then just cut the jokes that are a little bit too, um, like, juvenile. Yeah. Uh, that, you would have a fucking amazing comic book movie. Right. <laughs> Even the scene with Batman going to the... Justice League or the Fortress of Solitude they're having a party without him. Like, <laughs> It'll be amazing like whatever, live action. <laughs> dude, whatever like the whatever the uh less comedically heightened version of that is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you could change the purpose of that scene to be like the Justice League is meeting without Batman because he's too renegade or something yeah, like exactly. that. Exactly. No, like, yeah. That, that movie works. Yeah, I think so too. I love the all like every villain in the beginning you know i'm a fan of like just something with just throw a handful of villains in there don't i don't need a backstory just fucking put them in there that's it that's what it seems like they're trying to do with the matt reeves version which i think is the way to go because it's like especially now when it's way more cost effective to just you know if you're gonna cgi you know uh 30 zombies you might as well cgi 15 batman and uh, batman villains yeah it's just way easier to do now yeah uh, and we know who batman is like it, people would just be excited to see 
scarecrow in the background of a shot or, you know, the Mad Hatter or whatever. Yeah. And what's up? I was just going to say they need to be like, you know, when you watch, when you read a comic book by like Lin-Nell Yu, he's just filling the frame all the time in Mm -hmm. a giant battle. There's like in in the original uh, Secret Invasion comic book. There's a there's a shot where Howard the Duck is in the background killing a scroll. Yeah. And then I think they asked like I don't know if it was uh, Brian Michael Bendis or whoever about it. They're like, oh, what do you think of the inclusion of Howard the Duck? And he's like, we never talked about that. Like, <laughs> put stuff in. I've been working on a short film and I put it there's I just put a dragon in the background. Yeah. And CGI dragon because you fucking every movie. I've been saying this for years should have dragons and orcs just walking around. Not even like fantasies. Like Knights of Rodanthe should just have a pterodactyl in the background because that's why we go to the movies to see crazy shit. If you're watching The Notebook and then in one scene you just saw like an ice wolf spray by in the background, you'd be like 10% better movie. At least. And you can explain it away because she has Alzheimer's at the end. You're like, she just didn't remember it. It's fine. Um, Well, you brought up Batman, and now you got me thinking about Matt Reeves' Batman. I'm hearing, I mean, there's, there's every day there's like a new fan art of who should be Batman. Somebody like, you know, cropping some actor's face into the Batman suit. So far, I've seen um, Wes Bentley. I've seen John Hamm, which is always the favorite. And I've seen Army Hammer, and he, somebody asked him if he was in the running for it, and he said no. That, like I know nothing about it. Um, That's what everybody seems to say. They're like, yeah, I've never spoken about that with anyone. John Hamm has said that a few times. I'm not a fan of any of those fan castings, to be honest. I, yeah. I like the John Hamm one. I would. I think that would be the Alex Ross Bruce Wayne. Of course, yeah. Um. But uh, Wes Bentley, I don't, I don't like it. I don't see it. Yeah. Uh, people put Gyllenhaal in there a lot, and I yeah. think that's just because he's an amazing actor who's super hot right now. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he would be a good Bruce Wayne. I yeah. think he'd be cool. It's like the Riddler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's actually not a bad yeah, choice. Man. I want to. I you know I'm. I feel a little under delivered to with the Ben Affleck Batman, who you know at least in BBS I think was amazing and was like kind of my favorite. Yeah, definitely my favorite. Um, but I still want to see the uh, the the old sort of grizzled Batman. Like I still want to see the Frank Miller. Oh yeah. Batman. Um, I got to be honest. I think I've had. I kind of had enough. <laughs> I'm good on it. Like I don't want to go super young. I hate. I don't want to see a twenty-year-old Batman. Give me thirty-five, and I think I'm good. Um, yeah, yeah. Have you ever watched uh, the Batman, the animated series? I think maybe season one or something like that. Yeah, it was on WB for a while, but for a, for a WB kids show, it was. You know, tonally, tonally very gothic and very scary. It's my favorite Gotham out of all, all of the uh, animated Gotham's. It's the yeah. most like gothic, and it, he he fights Dracula at one point in that series. I oh think, yeah, in a, any movie, and it, it's dope. And like they they do that young Batman right. It's like thirty five, and he's usually one step ahead. Like it's a good show to watch if right. you want to see Batman win a lot. <clears throat> I think in Batman the animated series there was a lot of like growth and character 
but Batman Batman lost a lot too. Like in this one, there's definitely a formula, but it's definitely Batman at his smartest for like where he is at in his career. Right. I remember watching that. I I got a bunch of episodes and I was like watching them on my phone. The funny thing about that show to me was two things. The Joker had like dreads and that was like the way of making him extreme man, (laughs) which I I was like, all right, whatever. But um, when you talk about he he dealt with like loss and stuff, I remember it was there was like a really sad episode where one of the like the main cops on the show becomes like Clayface or something or becomes uh. a villain and they're like stuck like that like it doesn't you know at the end of the 30 minute episode he doesn't like alright back to status quo he's like he stays a villain and it's like tragic and I was like right. wow this is fucking dark um, yeah, man. I thought that was well done but and the other funny thing was like they ca- they made Batman so young that when they introduced Robin he's like fucking uh, like 11 or something like he looks like right. a child it's a toddler almost yeah it's interesting because you can get away with stuff in comic books that feels believable on the page just because of the graphic nature graphics in general like illustrating through graphic when you're representing something at by way of an image automatically what it tends to do is like remove detail Mm-hmm. And give you like a symbol, yeah. Like a bat symbol is a symbol right. of a bat, and that looks like a bat. Mm-hmm. Like it's a letter, if you will, for a bat. Uh, and so, like imaging does the same way in comic books. And I say all I say all that to say that like when you put Hit Girl in a comic book and she's cutting dudes' heads off, she's like twelve years old, but she feels older, or it feels possible because you're reading it on a page with symbols of children instead of actual. Yeah. And then when you see it in a movie, it's like, oh, she's automatically the tone of this thing has to be ridiculous. Yeah. Because it's a child doing it. Yeah. Whereas in uh, Long Halloween or any of the Tim Sale Batman graphic novels, Robin is like nine years old. Right. And the tone of the book is like hard R. Yeah. And you buy it, you totally buy it. Yeah. Cuz it's on the page. But then anytime they try to adapt like the Tim Sale stories with Robin, they automatically become like silly. More heightened and silly because yeah. you just it just doesn't work with kids. Yeah, it it is weird. I I mean, I I don't know how to how you do Robin in a movie basically in like an adult Batman movie other than Batman the animated series made him like a teenager, but even then, it, or he was like college age, but even then it was still weird that like it didn't really make sense that he was living in his house, sort of. Um, other right. than that, he adopted him, and then he was just there's like a point where it's like he should have aged out of this guy's house and shit by now. Yeah. Like it was a little creepy, but like I, I mean, that was like my, one of my first Robins, so that was like that was the best one to me. It was like definitely my favorite. Um, version of Robin but if you tried to do I mean Chris O'Donnell kind of did it but I was also maybe like 9 or 10 so I just I was already going to buy it walking in right but I don't know if you could do and and the way they did Joseph Gordon-Levitt was really disappointing Um, that was infuriating to me because it's like they tried to do it like as a nod but it's like if you're just going to end the movie to set up a sequel that doesn't exist yeah. all of this is fan service that we don't need because it doesn't go anywhere 
Yeah, and it's also Especially like... Especially considering, like... Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go, go. He, he walks into an office, and then they're like, you should use your real name, <laughs> Robin. It's like, okay, so then now he can't be... Robin, yes. because his fucking name is Robin. So that would be like if Batman was like named Bruce, like if Bruce Wayne's actual name was Batman, yeah. and then he became Batman, everyone would immediately be like, "Oh, well, it's Batman." It's definitely it's, it's Batman. Batman. <laughs> so that was just dumb as shit. Yeah, so stupid. Yeah, that was. Also that he's not a character anymore. Right. Well, that's the thing that's fury infuriating about that is that. It's obviously someone going, can we have Robin in this movie? Can we have Robin in this music? Fine, I'll give you fucking Robin. I think it's stupid, but here's your fucking Robin. And then you're right. like, well... Six, so he's not, <laughs> actually. And then also Batman isn't even Batman anymore in the movie, so it, there makes there's no reason for him to take up the Robin moniker because exactly. he's just going to beat Batman. Right. Yeah, It's uh, that was very disappointing. Um, but, you know... Um, but doing, I, I just don't know. Cause somebody brought up the idea of like, oh, well you could do Robin in a Batman movie, like the way they did hit girl. And you brought up a great point just now. It's like, yeah, but you have to like hit girl kicking everybody's ass is like, you have to make it ridiculous almost to make it plausible. Like you have to put that. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the background to go like, Hey, don't, you know, this is a fantasy. Whereas I don't know how you would do a, a serious Robin who's like, especially like a Tim Drake Robin. Like, if you want to set up the world where he's already like, you know, college age Dick Gray, uh, Dick Grayson. Um, I mean, you could even do Jason Todd and just have him get killed for being so inexperienced. You could do, you could definitely do that story. I mean, that's an interesting way to go about it. I think that would be cool to see on screen. But the, I think the the hard part for most audiences, if you want to do something with a, a tone that people can take seriously, is you either have to have Bruce train this kid from zero to 100. Yeah. Uh, or he comes in with like, like he's a child soldier, tactical assassin. Right. Like Damien. Damien Wynn, yeah. And, and Bruce has to undo, but it but it can't be some middle ground shit that a lot of the cartoons <laughs> do, where it's like, oh yeah, I was in the circus. So, <laughs> actually, real like, all right, cool. You can do only trapeze, is what that <laughs> and also like that's pretty hard. And trapeze are very measured. Th- actually, like the distance you're jumping is exactly the distance we know you can do. Otherwise, you would die every single night. It's exactly what you're capable. Of. It's like in baseball. It's like you hit a home run. No, it's actually easy because that's like <laughs> what they're – it doesn't change every week and now it's further. It's yeah. like they're not getting better. Right. So he can't like come in knowing trapeze and then go out in a city with a grappling hook and yeah. like fucking be swinging around. And also <laughs> he would have no combat experience. I actually could probably beat the shit out of every single person to ever even go to a circus. So <laughs> please, shut the fuck up. It's just stupid. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's it, Robin's a weird thing. And it's also like <clears throat> it creates a problem with Batman because if you're watching a movie and, a, you know, if you want to do if you if you do the let's say you do the Jason Todd story like the whole movie 
you know, he's he's robbing, he's robbing, he gets killed, and at the end, Batman's like, oh my god, it, uh, it's all my fault. The audience is like, yeah, you fucking idiot, it is your fault. You let a kid be robbing you, idiot. Like, what was wrong with you? Like, it's hard to buy that, like... It's hard to buy that a, an adult would let this kid do it, no matter how much, like, but I wanna... It's like, you know, yeah, like, there's right. dudes with Which guns. Which why he, like, he has to come in trained. Yeah. Because otherwise, like, to, to train him to that level is, like, one, impossible. Yeah. So he kind of, it has to be a job more of undoing and and Bruce wanting him to go the other way and, and Robin insisting that the only way that he can, like, function in the world is to follow his example and... He has to almost find out without Bruce knowing that he is Batman and Batman would have to just like be so shocked and, and respect that that he's like, all right, well, maybe I don't get to make the rules here. Maybe you do know what's yeah. best for you. Well, yeah, it is interesting because um, I I mean, yeah, that the problem is that like the thing that makes Batman so his superpower is that he's just the most motivated and disciplined person in the world. And that's, you know, that's who he is and that's what his, you know, premium is or his power or whatever. So if you, if you're going to have his sidekick and you're going to have him train him, then he also needs to have that same level of dedication, which right away just makes Batman not the most interesting person in the world because you have a kid who's exactly as motivated as him. It just doesn't work, you know? Right, yeah, it's a weird balance because I think part of the reason Jason Todd is an interesting character is because he's he's kind of more he didn't have Thomas and Martha Wayne and Alfred to raise him. Yeah, so he's kind of like the same psychosis that's in Batman, but yeah. way more unhinged mm-hmm. and less disciplined, which I think is why like it's an interesting pairing. Yeah. But again, it can't just be like mini Batman. Mm-hmm. The show Titans on uh, DC Universe, which I, I'll give you my uh, my my password uh, password or whatever if you want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's mostly like it's a lot of like sort of CW level like kind of camp and 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 forced emotional beats and stuff. Yeah. But occasionally <laughs> there's some like really good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit too much like. Fuck Batman! And like, <laughs> yeah, we're like it doesn't make sense that they're a team. It doesn't make sense that any of them care about each other, whatever. Right. But uh, I think it's like episode six and episode ten, one in the middle and one at the end that are like pretty exclusively about Robin, uh, are fucking awesome, dude. Like, yeah. there's some really well choreographed stuff. You get to see Batman in the last episode, and nice. He he's straight out of Arkham. Like he is just like. <laughs> Dope. Out of the video games, kicking ass. It's and pretty that's, sick. I will say that's the best part of um, going back to Ben Affleck's Batman. That warehouse scene is in the top. I mean, that might be number one of best Batman scenes in a movie ever. Batman warehouse fight in Batman versus Superman. I mean, I don't know what's better than that. Like, I don't no. even know like a dialogue scene that's more Batman in a Batman movie. Oh, dude. I mean, I've. Uh... I've probably rewatched that scene on YouTube maybe more than I've seen any any like clip from a movie on on YouTube at all like uh, well, especially when that trailer came out dude I was, <laughs> I was watching that on repeat yeah 
Um, and uh, speaking of which, speaking of the uh, Snyderverse, sort of, um, someone there's a sort of a news article about um, someone sending a DM to Zack Snyder's son, going like, "Hey, are we ever going to see um, the Snyder cut of Justice League?" And Zack Snyder's son replied to him, going, um, "Optimism, things are looking good," and that's all he said. So. It could happen. I know for some reason lately there's just been rumblings about it and there's been a lot of talk about it. And Snyder's even come out and talked about like different things that should that could have happened or that would have happened in his movie. And like, um, yeah, I just have trouble believing that like that cut actually exists. I don't know. The thing is, I know he shot a bunch of stuff and then they like took a bunch of stuff out because once they got to Batman versus once Batman versus Superman was out. They started. They were just starting to film, I think, and then they were like, "All right, we gotta change a bunch of shit." So I don't. Right. So it's debatable about like how much was. I mean, who know? The only people that know are Zack Snyder and the cast and crew and um, Warner Brothers. But like, I know Kevin Smith was on his podcast talking about how he met up with some like visual effects people, and they did all this like previs and storyboards for what was supposed to be three movies. So, um, the first one was going to be, uh, Justice League It's basically the movie we saw and then dark side. Um, and you see dark side at the end. The second movie is dark side. They try to fight dark side and apocalypse and he just beats the shit out of them. It's like empire strikes back ending. And yeah. then the third one is like, you know, they come uh, back. I mean, my problem with the whole thing. And this is so there, there is a place for collaboration. Yeah. But that really all needs to be under the vision of one director. Yeah. Like, the problem with the DCEU, I think, was not Zack Snyder. Because those movies are not bad or good. They're objectively, if you look at people's responses, polarizing. Yeah. I'm someone who, like, loves pretty much all of those movies except for like suicide squad Mm -hmm. um but people either go like yeah man of steel was awesome or man of steel like was all right yeah and then people like hate bvs and love bvs sure and i think had they just let this dude make his movies if they were going to be bad they would have been one person's fault yeah one consistently at least there would have been a consistent vision going on. Oh, one of the big things I wanted to say, and, and I'm just remembering, was there's a scene in one of the trailers for Justice League where, um, you know, someone comes to Alfred and Alfred goes, oh, you made it just in time. And it's in the trailers. And I think everybody presumed, I don't think it's in the movie at all, but I think everybody presumed that it was Superman. But Kevin Smith said that he was talking to one of the people that shot that scene and he said, well, when we shot that scene, we were holding up a green light towards the camera. And the idea was going to be that that was like a post credit scene where the Avengers got the ship or I'm sorry, the Justice League gets the ship beat out of them. And then Green Lantern comes at the very end as like the tease for the next movie, which I'm like, fuck, that would have been dope. But it's not the movie we got, apparently. Yeah, I mean, that would have been <clears throat> bananas. That would have been so dope. Yeah. Uh, I think... And then the other thing, too, is, like, people... You just gotta give them enough. 
like had, had, I think the Flash cameo in BVS would have worked if it was the Flash. What do you mean? It just. It just didn't look like the Flash. With the mustache? So there was no con. Yo, you could straight up. <laughs> not even just the mustache, like the armor. It was just too interpreted. Yeah. So, like, I think if that was in a video game, then, you know, fans of the video games, uh, fans of the comics playing the video game get it. Yeah. But it's too, it's for such a broad audience that that doesn't work because there isn't enough context for that visual indicator of the Flash. Whereas, like, bro, if I went to see Spider-Man with my mom and then Pikachu showed up in the movie, <laughs> she would not bat an eyelash. Yeah. Go, like, yeah, Spider-Man, Pikachu, the Flintstones, they're all fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. It wouldn't matter. But if you put, like, a dude in a green hat holding a torch. Yeah. And he shows up and he's like, I'm here. Then like, it's just like, I'm sorry, what the fuck is going on? Who the fuck is this guy? That's really funny because a lot of people, uh, I remember when that, that movie first came out, everybody was like, who, what was that? Was that the flash? Was that supposed to be the flash? I think maybe, but he's not yeah, a character. Like that. that version of that character is not something we've already seen. So it was definitely like, right. I, I, I'm right. guessing that is the flash. Um, Fuck man, I we've gone through a lot just talking about Batman, but um, I do want to talk about a couple other things. I just I actually just saw Aquaman as well. I gotta say I didn't like it that much. I thought it was fine. It's just fine. Made a fucking dick load of money. Yeah. But I just thought it was okay. I sort of don't care about Aquaman, and I uh, I just thought it was fine. Yeah, I don't really care for Aquaman particularly. Um. But I enjoyed the shit out of that movie because I went into it thinking, like, I just want to have some fun. Yeah, okay. And I thought it I thought it definitely did that. Like, yeah, it, it's pretty ridiculous. And there's a lot of kind of really uh, cringy acting and some and tonally every 15 minutes. It's a different fucking movie. I would agree with that. Uh, but that didn't bother me because I just wanted to see. Aquaman. Like, show me some fucking Aquaman shit, dude. I just hate that, like, people want their cake and to eat it, too, with comic book movies where they're like, we want an Aquaman movie and we want to be able to take it seriously. <laughs> well, you fucking can't, dude. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's an octopus playing drums. <laughs> and that's, and that's, that's like us taking Aquaman seriously. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's taking Aquaman seriously. So it's like, you can't, you can't want the thing from the comic book, and then also like you can't do a fucking Aquaman courtroom drama, right? <laughs> like, that's kind of, honestly, dude. That's the best Aquaman movie you could ever make ever in a million years. Like it's pretty exactly what you would fucking read in a comic book. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I would agree. I, it was, it was well done. It was as good as an Aquaman movie can be. I will say that. It wasn't my, you know, it just wasn't my favorite. Maybe just because I don't give that much. I didn't walk in giving that much of a fuck about Aquaman anyway. So, um, yeah, I mean, would you would you see an Aquaman two based on that? Um, not not in the theaters. I'm gonna like right, so, I don't know. So then they won. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're like, all right, I'll watch another. <laughs> they won. You didn't want to watch the first one. Yeah. And now they got two. From you. <laughs> <laughs> I that's mean, the, that's like. 
But to be fair, and and this is this is actually a little bit of it. This is a different case. I didn't care about an Ant Man movie or a Guardians of the Galaxy movie for that matter. And I saw Guardians two opening day, Ant Man two opening day. But Ant Man, I will say, has a lot to do with the you know Marvel Cinematic Universe. Guardians of the Galaxy two. Guardians of the Galaxy hadn't interacted with anybody until Infinity War. So yeah, dude, that's what's so crazy is like. That's how good that movie is. is Star Wars figures. Like Marvel is the new Star Wars action figures. Because you go you go to see Ant Man, but really you go to hear Captain America. Like <laughs> yeah. Pearl Akbar toy. Yeah. <laughs> you ask me why, I couldn't explain to you if you don't already know what Star Wars is, because yeah. I'd be like, Oh, he's friends with this other guy. <laughs> yeah, and you gotta complete What's the set. The fuck about him? Yeah, dude. You gotta have the full PlayStation. Uh, the full full playset. Um uh Kevin Smith. Uh, working on Howard the Duck, the TV show, which I think is a fucking brilliant choice. Yeah, I think so. Great I think choice. It's like a good application of Kevin Smith's uh, comedy and, and and skill as a writer director to like the right property because he's been and he's always done a good job on the page with like uh, Daredevil and and you know more highfalutin characters, but yeah. for like where he is at. As a creator, it seems right now is a good. That's good a good mix. spot. Speaking of Daredevil, I just saw Dare. I've been watching Daredevil season three. I'm almost done. Gotta say, it's it's pretty goddamn spectacular. I didn't like the second season all that much. Love the first season. Was like, it took a long time to get through the second one, but this third season is really really great. They just canceled it on Netflix, but it, there's no way they don't bring it back to Hulu. And I wish, I really really wish they would just have. Charlie Cox show up in Endgame, but I don't see that happening. But I wish they would. Yeah, nothing would make me happy. Honestly, that movie could be worse than the last one, and I would be happy if he just showed up in in a suit closer yep. to Ben Affleck's Batman suit. Just like put him in fucking yo. <laughs> like I don't want to go to a movie and then have to like guess if it was a Daredevil movie or not. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it was dope because it's fucking Aquaman. Like, that's why I'm here. You say this all the time and I love it. I love the way you put it. It's like, yo, if he's not in the suit, what are we doing? <laughs> it's true. If he's not in the suit, what are we doing? I don't know. It's like, how would we make like a tactical real, like everything post Batman Begins has been like, how would it be real though? Now, fuck that, dude. If I got powers tomorrow, I'm wearing pajamas, dog. <laughs> I'm not going to wear body armor if I already have powers and shit. Fuck that. I'm wearing some silly ass shit well it's weird because it's so different from uh when it started like i mean if you look back at 2000 when blade came out i mean blade was already like you know he just had his his trench coat and the black gear so it there wasn't much to do there but x-men man that was a, a big thing like that was a big thing in the comic community of like, oh, they're just wearing black suits. And then even the comics went to just the black suits because it was like, oh, they look they would look stupid if you put them in their costumes. And then you go all the way to like 2008 Iron Man and then everybody's wearing their suits like don't fuck around. Captain America is going to be in his Captain America suit. Thor's got his that yeah. headgear. We're not fucking around. Everybody, Deadpool is in the Deadpool goddamn costume. Spider-Man's right. eyes move now. Does it make sense? Not really, but it's there. <laughs> like we're That's fucking the thing, doing dude. it. 
I, I remember reading too, and this is pretty crazy. Like Kevin Feige's uh, love and adoration of the source material goes way further back than um, just the, his work in the MCU as it stands. Because if it wasn't for him, uh, Wolverine's hair would have been like slick back, just like a regular dude's haircut in the yeah. X Men movies. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, he was a he was an advisor in that uh, on those yeah. movies, and he yeah, I remember reading that like he was sort of like he had to steer the ship along, and like thank God, um, just crazy because like yo they get in that first movie, it's all like it's that whole begrudging team thing, yeah, and and the reason they wanted to put everybody in like black is because they're like all right, well it'll look cooler and it'll still be a uniform, but it won't be all silly looking. Yo, you got no. The thing is, Wolverine chose his costume. <laughs> yeah, the yellow and blue. Like that's he. He he was a late addition to the team. <laughs> like, all right, you can be in it, but you got to put this on. Like he made that probably. Yeah. So to, it's actually more ridiculous to like arrive to the X Men and they're like, all right, we all wear these. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. Nah, dude, I'm in jeans and a tank top. Like, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, like, what is he guarding? He doesn't get hurt anyway. Like, or he can heal quickly. It was the fuck's matter. Um, two last things I wanted to talk about real quick. Speaking of X-Men, X-Men Dark Phoenix. I've never... There was a rumor that this that they weren't even going to put this movie out, which is impossible and stupid. But, like, I've just never seen less about a movie. <laughs> like, I've never been so sure a movie was going to suck than X-Men Dark Phoenix. I know. You know what's crazy is that like the trailer came out and I was like, ah, shit, looks pretty good. Yeah. Looks like, oh yeah. I was like, it looks okay because after Apocalypse was terrible, I was like, oh, finally we can just get rid of these shitty X Men. <laughs> yeah. CW X Men that suck. Yeah. And like get into the mar- but I hope I hope ugh, I hope this movie sucks and it's just done and then it's over. Yeah, and then it's just Marvel. Um. Yeah, I've heard. I mean, I think. Oh well, this leads into my next thing. I don't. I don't think there will be any Fantastic Four X Men references in Endgame. Which Endgame is right now? um, They've been doing test screenings and stuff. It is at three hours, and I go honestly. I'm like, yeah, I'll sit in there. I'll sit and watch a three-hour Avengers movie if this is the last. Of this phase, presumably maybe the last time Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man and definitely the last time Chris Evans is Captain America. Yeah, I'll watch a three hour Avengers movie. That's I'm totally fine. That's the point. What's the point? Like, why does someone say, like, what? Why? We're all going to this movie. Yes. It's our favorite thing, and mm-hmm. we want it so, so, so badly. Yeah. So for them to just go, like, yeah, it's an, it's an hour and a half would just be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the practical, like, real business movie studio reason is because they want these things at, like, two hours, two and a half hours because they can fit more screenings into right. theaters and get the most box office. But, bro, like, I've never... 
in my whole life, maybe since maybe Phantom Menace, maybe Phantom Menace and maybe Force Awakens, I've never seen a movie that was like such a surefire everyone's gonna go see it movie. Um, right. Then then Avengers Endgame. And that's such a testament to how goddamn good Infinity War was. They yeah, should be man. so proud. Um, Here's the other thing, too. It's like, all right, you're worried about not having enough screenings and not making enough money. How, how is this? I, I promise I'll see it <laughs> twice if you just put, put Daredevil. Don't even put Daredevil. Just put a guy in the background that goes, I wonder if Daredevil is helping. <laughs> you know, just like, I just want them to know about Daredevil. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're going to put Daredevil in, you got to put Punisher in. Just have him. I don't care if he just rides a motorcycle somewhere in the background. Dude, that's I'm fine. I'm sure that <clears throat> fucking John Barenthal would be happy to go, you know, put the suit on and fire a fake machine gun in the background of a couple of shots for 50 grand <laughs> yeah. what else is he doing do it that's your job you wanted to be in this shit now you gotta be in it <laughs> I don't think there's gonna be any X-Men I'm not sure if there's gonna be any Fantastic Four I doubt it I just doubt it but I do think at the end of this movie there will be a tease for like honestly Doctor Doom I think Doctor- though somebody's gonna say something about Latveria best that would be the best. It give would, me, give me some Namor, some Silver Surfer, some Doc, and then like what? Just get, I think it, I think it should be fan form, man. I think it should just be Reed, and then an out of focus everybody else. Yeah, in the background of some laboratory where the where to, as Tony and Cap are both dying or whatever it's going to be, one of them goes like, had. How do we? What, what are they all gonna do? And then one of them goes, you know, I have a feeling there's some other heroes out there. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to Daredevil defending a rape victim. Oh my god! <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, I mean, especially there's been a lot of time travel rumors. Like, if you go to the '60s and we don't see any Fantastic Four shit, come on, man, what are we doing? Um, but that's, man, we talked a lot. Uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and say that's it, man. Thank you for, uh, talking. Thank you for sharing your time with me. Uh, where are you going to be, man? Where can people find you? Uh, Hey, New York, I'm going to be back on the East coast to headline Caroline's on Broadway, April 18th. Uh, this is going to be a big show. I'm very excited about this. I'm doing an hour of uh, new stand up that, that you guys have not seen. So I'm very, very excited. You can get tickets at, um, you know, the, the link is all over all my social media, which is at Mr. Nick Callis. Um, so please, please come see me there. Hit me up on, on socials and, uh, and we'll chat and I'll, uh, I'll hook you up. Yeah, dog. Uh, <clears throat> you can catch me. Go to ChristianDuranComedy.com for all your Christian Duran needs. All my shows are available up there. Uh, CDark64 on Twitter. I'm sorry, CDark64 on Instagram. C Duran Duran on Instagram. Oh, God damn, I already screwed it up. On Twitter. Uh, yeah, check out Future Hall of Famers, which is the namesake of this podcast. Check out all the episodes, all the podcasts. We got some great stuff coming. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great week.